2: just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, Under 17, not a Minute Without Parent, only in theaters, May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom.
4: Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now,
1: in store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
3: Welcome to It Could Happen Here. It's the show where things fall apart and we put it back together again, and there may or may not be enormously loud lawn mowers in the background. Uh, yeah, this is this is this is a podcast also about abolishing lawns, although. I guess I guess not. I, to, today is only about abolishing lawns because I'm extremely annoyed at my neighbors. But we can we can do an anti lawn episode in the near future. Yeah, one day, one day. But but it is on 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 a more serious note. Is uh, I I have Garrison with me and I have Tanya with me, who is a abortion clinic escort and has been doing this for a a very very long time. Tanya, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really excited to talk with you about this because. Um, this is well, this is something we've been wanting to do for a while because I think not enough people know what this is. So I guess I guess the first thing is because yeah, can, can you explain to people who aren't familiar with this what clinic escorting is?
1: Absolutely. Uh so there are a number of volunteer clinic escorts uh, across the country. And uh many are are they're, they're not necessarily organized nationwide, but uh, many uh metro areas do have organizations where you can volunteer to be a clinic escort. And what that means is that you are essentially someone who goes to a clinic that performs abortion services and you stand outside that clinic and you, uh, help the patients, uh, get into the clinic, uh, hopefully free of harassment from protesters, uh, outside and, uh, just ensure that protesters don't block access to the clinic and that the, you know, the the patients are able to get inside, you know, know where they're going and, and get in safely.
3: Yeah. And that seems like, I don't know, <laughs> that, that seems like a, a really hard job in a couple of ways, but both in the sense that like, there's a bunch of extremely angry and very weird people with
1: really very, disturbing signs yeah <laughs> and very sincerely held beliefs on yeah uh, in a different uh, uh side where they 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 do want to stop people from going and convince them not to go in um you know and it is interesting as as a clinic escort you know you're you're really you don't have an opinion, like it, I don't have an opinion on whether someone goes in. Someone can go in, someone cannot go in. It's not, you know, we're the the people who do the clinic escorting are there because we believe that women and their partners should have a choice about what to do. And so if a woman chooses that she doesn't want to go into the clinic, you know that's fine by me. I'm just there to ensure that she has the choice to go into the clinic um and and get whatever services she needs, whether it's, uh, whether it's prenatal care or, uh, contraception or abortion services. So, um, it's, it's fascinating because yeah, there are a lot of people, you know, the, the, the protesters on the other side, uh, can really run the gamut. Some of them, um, are very angry and have very interesting signs, but some of them, you know, it you, they also range uh, to those who are just standing there uh, saying the rosary, walking up and down and and the, carrying crucifixes. And, you know, if it was just people saying the rosary and then going, coming, saying the rosary and going, I, I probably wouldn't do what I do uh, because that's neither here nor there for me. It's the people who are. You know they will try to get in the window of a car when uh, a car pulls up if if they happen to have the windows down and uh, you know get in the like put their heads in the car to try to talk to the people or hand them literature um and I've seen some of the literature that you know people have shared with us after it's been given to them, you know, and it's a lot of it is full of misinformation um and and kind of. Also, you know, as, as someone who was raised Catholic uh, and, and it's coming from people, many, many of the people who are uh, protesting are Catholic, it's very emotionally manipulative uh, and, and not factual information on some of them. I, I, I remember seeing one once around Christmas time that was like a whole cartoon about how excited Mary was to be Jesus' mom. And, uh, and, and how therefore that means that you should not, uh, have your pregnancy terminated because you should be more like Mary and be excited to Jesus. have this child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pretty fascinating. Stuff.
3: Yeah. And, and I guess th- that's another thing that, that I was wondering about to what extent, like to, so obviously there, there's a physical component of this, right. Is mm-hmm. okay. Trying to make sure that people aren't physically interfering um, how much of it also is sort of like providing emotional support to the, to the people you're
1: with? Sure. Because I it mean, seems
3: really stressful.
1: It, it it can be. I mean, the, the clinic where I'm an escort is, is uh, has uh, a, a little bit of a perimeter where uh, there's, there's a, a parking lot and in between the people where they can actually protest out on the sidewalk, which is public property, obviously, and, and the actual entrance to the clinic. Um, but there are people who come in off of public transport too and not necessarily aren't necessarily coming in a car where they can get uh, sort of beyond where the protesters are um, at, to the clinic. And so I actually have a vivid memory. I've been doing this for 16 years. And I have a vivid memory of a woman who came off the bus. She got down off the bus at the bus stop, like, and the protesters really got up in her face. And and one of them in particular was a guy who is I'm I'm not a small person. <laughs> I'm about five ten and 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 pretty decent size, but he's definitely over six feet tall. And he was just like looming over her. And I had to physically insert myself in between and him and say, Hey, you want to go to the clinic? This is how you get there. You don't have to listen to these people. If you want to talk to them, you can, uh, but you know, you don't have to. And, you know, and, and really, you know, they're in such a fragile moment. Most of yeah. them, interestingly, that, that particular individual come to find out wasn't even coming for termination services she was coming to get an ultrasound. She was having twins and it was the lowest cost place that she could go to actually find an ultrasound to make sure that her twins were okay. Um, and so, it, it, and she even came out afterwards with the ultrasound and like shoved it in the guy's face and was like, <laughs> you know, you know, go take a flying leap. But um, so, but yeah, I mean, part of it is just showing that there are people who believe that you have the right to make the choice you're making and that we're not judging you. We're not here. Uh, you know, I think a lot of women in the position of who, who feel the the need to terminate a pregnancy, they feel very judged. It's 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 society is very judgmental. And I think, you know, being there, we, we have so many people who come up to us um, and just say, Hey, thanks for being here. Just thanks for being Right, it's it's just helpful to know that someone is here, uh, and 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 believes that I have the right to make this decision, and that I'm the best person to make this decision about me and my body and my family. Um, is really it's it 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 makes it that much it it, it makes it better. And and people will come up and tell the most personal stories as well. I we I have had someone who came up to me once and said, Hey, you no, know, 10 years ago, my wife was pregnant. Um, and we had been trying for so long to have a baby. And we found out that there was this massive, you know, genetic defect that was not really compatible with life. And we had, we had, we faced the tough decision about, do we go ahead and terminate this pregnancy? And, and try to start again and have it and, and, and get pregnant again? Or do we carry this to term knowing that this child isn't going to live um, for very long? And mm-hmm. that individual, uh, you know, and, and his wife you know, decided to, to terminate the existing pregnancy, knowing that the baby wasn't going to live. And he said, and I, I when we went to actually have the abortion, we had to run the gauntlet of all of those people outside, mm-hmm. all those people like this telling us how we were killing our baby, um, a wanted baby, you know, that we were killing our child and we were murderers and all of that. And so he was just like, just thank you for being here. Thank you for being here and shown because you don't know what, what's going on in the lives of all of these people who are coming in here and they don't know. All, what's going on and so and, and he said I really wish we had had someone like you know you standing here to let us know that it was okay you know at the in that moment of time uh, to, to to do this so yeah it's it's interesting people will tell very very personal stories
4: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club. Me. Focus
2: Features presents Back to Black.
1: I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles.
2: Experience the music and her story.
1: Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl.
2: Like never before.
1: That's my daughter. That's my Amy.
2: On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, back to black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent, only in theaters, May 17th.
3: The the next thing I was wondering is about how how this has changed over time. I mean, yeah, you've you've yeah. been in this for like longer than I've been, like very seriously a conscious person.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> indeed. <laughs>
3: Yeah. So, so I'm I'm wondering what what has it been like? How how has this changed over the past sort of like decade and a half? And mm-hmm. has there been a change like very very recently? As in 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 the sort of like as 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 Roe looks like it's dying, and what do you think that's going to mean going forward for this?
1: Yeah. Um. So yes, it has changed over time. Um, and, and yes, it has changed very recently as well. Um, what I, what I can say, you know, when I first started doing this, it was really just kind of, you know, the same hand, and, and it still is uh, the same handful of usual suspects who show up at least at the clinic I, I, uh, escort at, um, uh, but it was really, it was, it was a small handful and, uh, it was the same people every week, week, week week after week after week. And, um, you know, on, on the clinic escort side, you know, we're volunteers. So, you know, we need people to come and be sort of energized. And so, you know, we have a cadre of people who've been doing it. You know, Yes, I've been doing it for 16 years, but there's a woman that I, I escort with, or there are several women that I escort with who've been doing it decades longer than wow. I, right. And yeah, I mean, really amazing, really amazing women and, uh, who, probably have even more interesting stories than I do. Uh, but, you know, in the, you know, we and we would see after after something happened, like when um, George Tiller was murdered, uh, we had an influx of volunteers who came in, people who were angry and said, you know, I, I was so upset and I realized I needed to do something about it. Um, so periodically there have been, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the murder of George Tiller was a tragedy. Uh, but we've had things like that that have energized people and brought them in to uh, actually doing clinic escorting. Um, and there's been a little bit of a pickup recently in in the number of escorts, but it's nothing like the pickup that I think I've seen in terms of antis and mm, and, yeah. and And, yeah. and it's it, you know, and it's important because you know, if you really believe that people should have the right to bodily autonomy and the right to make uh, this choice, um, that, that requires people to actually make it happen for them. And there are a lot of people trying to make it not happen. And I actually, I was actually escorting, um, because the clinic escorts, uh, they, you know, we actually change off. We have a schedule. We don't all go every week. Um, at least at the clinic where I am, because, you know, we also want to have our own lives and not just be standing at this clinic every, every weekend. Um, but I was escorting the weekend after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And I was standing by myself kind of at one end. Well, another person went and just, I think picked up a sign or took a bathroom break or something. And one of the newer Anti's um, stood across from me and yelled at me that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was was burning in hell now, and that if I didn't repent, you know, that the same thing would happen to me, and that that's just God's plan. That you know, people who who believe in in killing babies uh, just are going to rot in hell for eternity, and and so. That was an interesting, you know, and it was the first time, you know, most of the time they don't really try to engage us in conversation, but it was the first time someone was really just saying super, super like sort of inflammatory stuff to me as an, personally, as an escort. Uh, We certainly had heard, you know, they'll, they'll say things to patients where they say, you know, don't go in there; it's not safe. Be a good mom to your baby, and and that kind of stuff, which is also, you know, obviously incredibly emotionally abusive. Yeah. Uh, to women going through, uh, you know, what they're going through when they feel that they have no better choice than to terminate a pregnancy. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the the actual sort of the the vitriol towards towards the escorts has is a little is is increasing. Um, and I would say around the time Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, we also have seen an enormous uptick Mm. in the number of protesters outside the clinic, um, each, uh, each week, as well as the length of time that they will stay. Um, they, they've actually about doubled the length of time that they normally stay. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge for us. Uh, on, on the escorting side, to actually cover the, the ships, because you know we are again, we're all volunteers who have lives and want to live our lives. You know, we're you know, women who are mothers, grandmothers, uh, men who are you know fathers, grandfathers who just you know want want to do something good and and help out. Um, and you know, more and more of the time. Uh, we were having to stay later come earlier stay later uh, to ensure that there's someone there that there's a there, there's a friendly or at least protective presence uh, for the women coming into the have,
3: have they gotten like have they gotten more violent um
1: you know like i said there's actually so for us it's where we are in kind of, I, the clinic where I work are in kind of a, a privileged position, so to speak, and that where they are stationed, you know out on the sidewalk is uh, is, is far enough away, um, you know, across a parking lot from from the clinic that you know the, that the physical mm-hmm. alter you know interactions are are relatively rare. Um, I'm sure, you know, that, that would really be better, uh, a question, better place to a clinic escort who's on a clinic at a clinic where, you know, the entrance to the clinic is right on a public sidewalk, right. Mm-hmm. Where I, I think, you know, they definitely do have significantly more physical interactions. Um, I, I guess it's hard to say, you know, it depends on how you define that. Is it there, for a long time the um one of the signs outside the clinic was a photo of of the doctor who provided the termination services um a photo of him and his name and it said retire this person you know his name and the retire abortionist and then his name um and that that showed up i think as I vaguely recall, around the time George Schiller was, was murdered. Jesus. Um, so what does that mean? Right. So yeah. that's, that's violent in and of itself. It's, it's a, a suggestion thereof. Um, you know, I, I won't pretend that it's not, you know, I, it doesn't sometimes go through my head, like, you know, because, there are clinic escorts who have been murdered yeah um and and so it doesn't it, it sometimes does go through my head especially like you know certain times of year when we're bundled up and it's cold <laughs> um you know someone could come up behind me and I you know wouldn't necessarily always hear them or see them um and so it is it's it, it you know there's definitely always a an undercurrent and a feeling of you know, something could escalate. Uh, we're fortunate at my clinic that it it hasn't too much recently, but we, you know, I would say, you know, again, as Roe is dying, you know, they're getting more bold. Yeah. Um, they're not supposed to trespass. They're not supposed to come on into the parking lot. Um, and yet there are some who are really trying to test that boundary now who will go to their car not in the clinic parking lot, and then uh, as they leave, drive into the parking lot and around the by the clinic just to sort of um, intimidate people and 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 to con- make the escorts concerned because obviously you know when we're on foot it's very hard uh, to get physically between them and and something when they're when they're driving yeah um, and, and so. Yeah, it's, it's, there's definitely an escalation in that front and, and an escalation in, in the rhetoric. Um, you know, there are more, I would say, kind of pointed signs uh, uh, that, that uh, are used to try to intimidate the women into not going into the clinic. There was actually, there's a sign that had been used for, that for, actually has been used for a little bit longer, but it basically... It had the names of two women who, according to the antis, uh, had died under the care of the services of, of the doctor at our clinic, which in the end, when I actually did my own research, wasn't true. One, uh, one just very unfortunately had an allergic reaction to the anesthetic, which is not something, you know, unless you've been under anesthesia, Mm -hmm. And, uh, the other, and, and it wasn't, and, and neither of them was it actually the provider at, at our clinic who was performing the service at the time, uh, those, those individuals died, but it said, you know, dead. And it had these two women's names, um, and 150,000 babies and, um, which is a little bit inflammatory And then it's, and also misleading when you think about it, because, you know, the maternal mortality rate in the United States is like over 23 women per hundred thousand. So I was like, well, even if this is accurate, even if this sign was accurate, which it's not, you know, two women out of 150,000, that's way safer than actually for a pregnancy. Um, And, you know so it's those kinds of things. It's, it's the mind games. And, and, you know, as someone who, uh, you know, has seen this for a while, like, you know, to me, the, the mind game is part of the violence, even though it's not physical, it's, it's really, you know, trying to, to make people feel ashamed and feel that they shouldn't come out. And I, and I think that, you know, as, as, uh, we're looking at Roe possibly being overturned. You know, you're suddenly seeing all of these people coming out of the woodwork because, you know, it, so many women in this country actually do abort a pregnancy at some point in time, do terminate a pregnancy, and yet it's not something anyone talks about because it's it, it's still because of the dialogue in this country and because of the way it is portrayed. It is something that most people, you know, like, don't want to be public about, not just because of the you know, politics of it, but because, you know, there are people who are made to feel ashamed about it. And as opposed to, you know, this, this was the right choice for me at this point in time, um, and maybe under different circumstances, it, it might have been a different choice. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it's hard to say whether violence has increased um, because it's always had that undercurrent. I mean, yeah. ever, ever since I've been starting, ever since I started doing it.
4: Visit livenation.com slash concert week to learn more And plan your summer with Sean Paul Some 41, 30 seconds to Mars Oh and Two Door Cinema Club Me. Focus
2: Features presents Back to Black
4: I
1: want people to hear my voice And just forget their troubles
2: Experience the music and her story
1: Know this, I ain't no spy Girl
2: Like never before That's
1: my daughter, that's my Amy
2: On the big screen I want to be remembered could just be me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
3: One of the things, so we've talked to a few other people. We talked to someone who was doing security for, for security plans for clinics. And one of the things they were talking about was, like, a, a shift in the kinds of people who were getting involved in, in these clinics. And I'm wondering, in these clinic protests, like, I, I wonder... Have have you have you seen like I don't know they were talking about like there'd been some specifically fascist groups getting involved and I was wondering if mm-hmm. like the kinds of people who you've <laughs> seen have been like that or like you know in in terms of the new people who are getting involved are they closer to like the the kinds of people you usually see see outside these clinics?
1: So that's actually an interesting point I, that I hadn't I hadn't thought too much about, but I think you know the Previously, you know, when I first started doing this, it tended to be kind of your older Catholic uh, folks who are, you know, coming and saying the rosary, you know, uh, standing there with the statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary, like in in front of the clinic, and um, and and you know, some could be pushy, um, but I, I think it is accurate to say there is actually a younger element, um, of, of anti-abortion protester, uh, or anti-choice really. Cause in the end, it's really about the choice, not, a, a, and, and so I think, yes, I'm seeing younger and younger people. And it's interesting that you mentioned that because a lot of them are men, uh, uh they're young, almost, almost entirely white. There is a few, uh, a, a handful of of people of color but um they they tend to come very very rarely um and you know the the it it's interesting so it, it was largely older white uh men and women uh previously and now i would say there are many more younger men getting involved a, a few women but uh, when for most of the young and when I say young, I would say you know, well, well for the for the clinic I'm at, I would say anyone under probably the age of forty, but you know <laughs> also, um, you know really when when you know even under the age of thirty or twenty five, it, it's the, with the exception of one, it's men, it is it is white men, hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so that that's interesting. I hadn't. I, I it's quite possible. Um, certainly, there are some that, uh, but, you know, we as clinic escorts are not actually engaging these individuals in conversation. Yeah. That's yeah. not something that, you know, in fact, we have to sign pledges that we're, you know, at least for the for the organization that we volunteer with, that we're not going to engage in conversation with them, that we're not, you know, because no one, you know, and I guess this is sort of the, the whole point of your podcast, no one's going to change each other's minds. On this issue, right? (laughs) Um, In, in you know, over over the parking lot, uh, and and one uh, you know sort of interaction. So we actually we we don't, and we actively don't, because we we just you know it's it's not worth it. We're there. The the point of being there is not to try to get to know the other the 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 anti-choice demonstrators. It's not to try to you know change their minds. It's just to ensure that the women who have made their decision are able to freely access the healthcare services that they have made the decision to access.
3: Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. That that's de- Definitely seems like the like <laughs> it, it. It definitely seems like the best strategy for this, and seems like something that like other people could learn from as like a tactic to deal with this kind of stuff because. Yeah, and engaging with those people doesn't <laughs> – I I have limited experience with this, but they showed up to my – well, okay, they showed up to my high school, but then they also showed up to my college, and we just, like they, – they were trying to, like, get news footage, and so we wound up just, like, sitting down in front of the – like, just sitting down in front of their signs so people couldn't see them, and then just, like, refusing to talk to them, and that, I think, worked a lot better than, like – I don't know, a lot of the other stuff that I've seen. Because yeah, like you're definitely right. It's like, yeah, like you're not gonna those people like <laughs> Yeah, like there's there's no way you're gonna change the mind of like someone who's holding a sign there. And and I guess that's also another thing that 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 is interesting about this, which is yeah, like it's like your your emphasis on it's it's not about the ideological debate as much as it is like it it's not about like You going to confront these people, it's about making sure that the people who need these services are safe and are able to do it. And that, that seems like a very powerful way to sort of like bypass this, like, I don't know, bypass this weird, like, discourse circuit that everyone gets Mm -hmm. in.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, what I, what I can tell you, I mean, listen, I would love to sleep in on my Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't like to to get up on, and give up, you know, you know, two to four hours of my Saturday, uh, you know, in the freezing rain or the, you know, wind and cold or on a really hot summer day and, and get up out of bed to do that. But, you know, on those, you know, there are cold winter mornings where I'm like, oh gosh it's, it's early. I, I'm that, that alarm's awfully early and it's really cold outside, but I always just, in my mind, the, the thing that I tell myself is you never know who's coming in today, who just needs to see you and just needs to see someone there to, you know, whether it's to give her the directions because she's so distraught after having to drive or walk by a number of protesters telling her how she's, you know, going to regret her decision and how she's a terrible human being and she's a killer and she's a this, she's a slut, she's a whore, whatever, you know, whatever the message that uh, someone in that um, situation gets by walking past those protesters, um, you know, I, I never know who needs to just see me there and whether it's that she just needs directions because she's so distraught after going through, you know, running that gauntlet that she's kind of lost her bearings and she's like okay which door do I need to go in how do I do this or actually just needs to see, you know, a friendly face or you know have someone tell her that it's okay to not listen to what they have to say to her um and it's okay to not internalize that which you know um I think it is probably very very hard when you're already in a somewhat emotionally fraught state.
3: Yeah. Because how could how could people who want to start uh, escorting what what would be the best ways that they could go about doing that or learning more information about how to do it and the different places that that allow it and well not guess not allowed but like the, the different places where and different uh, groups that help facilitate uh this type of work.
1: Yeah, so I mean I think there, there isn't necessarily that I'm aware of one sort of national site, but I think, um, a lot of individual, uh, sort of local providers, uh, have clinic escorts. Um, I know that if you, in most, uh, like most, if not many planned parenthoods will have, um, you know, a, a, a clinic escort program. And so I think you know sometimes your best bet maybe just to Google you know clinic escort in my area or contact uh, a provider in your area to say hey how do I get involved Um, because I you know at least in my area where I where I live there is one that sort of covers the area but it it is by no means nationwide and and there definitely are uh, sort of localized groups that do it so I think it may be just a matter of reaching, you know, Googling uh, the clinic escorts or reaching out to your local Planned Parenthood, or if there's another um, abortion provider in your community that isn't Planned Parenthood, because there are still uh, many that are not Planned Parenthood, uh, that, you know, they may know.
3: And I guess my my other thing is, so for people who, for whatever reason, can't uh, do escorting, but want to help support, I mean, basically people who want to support the providers and the people who need these services um, is sure. they, like, yeah. What, what would you recommend that they do?
1: So there are also similarly to, to those, those groups, there's, um, there's uh, abortion funds throughout the country um, that whether, you know, many of them are, you know, sort of dedicated to individual areas, like local areas uh, but you can look up the abortion fund in in your area and that is a you know an organization that will actually take uh, donations from from individuals who want to help um, and provide you know uh, provide financial support to women who are seeking abortion whether they it's because they have to travel out of state and uh, or to somewhere uh, even within their state but not where they live in order to to actually obtain an abortion um, and you know because many women who are are, are seeking seeking termination services, they can't always pay for them, uh, you know, especially if they're publicly insured, you know, a lot of public insurance, you know, federal dollars cannot be spent on abortion services. And so, um, they, they can also help pay for the abortion for those individuals. If you, uh, it's, it's a little bit, um, tougher now that we're in, you know, sort of in the midst of a coronavirus pandemic, There are some organizations that also, if you live in an area that where there are providers and there are people potentially uh, traveling from out of state, especially if you're in an area where there is a provider who provides, um, you know, what they call, you know, uh, later term services um, for people who, you know, find out that there's a major genetic abnormality long, far into the pregnancy or whatever, and they need to terminate their pregnancy. Um, you know There are organizations that will actually help you uh, volunteer to house them or provide uh, even transportation services uh, to and from appointments if, if you so choose. Um, but then you know, there's also all of the sort of national, if, if you're looking to kind of get more you know, involved at, at the sort of overarching national legal level, um, certainly, there are a number of organizations, whether it's, you know, the Planned Parenthood Federation or uh, NARAL, um or any of those organizations that you could certainly donate to as well.
3: Yeah, we will, we will we'll put some of the links uh, in, in, in the episode description.
1: And I'm sure that there are many things I forgot, but those are the ones that t- jump to mind right now.
3: Pe- people listening to this, please, like, go help in whatever way you can, because... like if like if if abortion services continue to be a thing where them existing is a small number of volunteers they're not going to so yeah please please do that (laughs) yeah tanya tanya thank you thank you so much for joining us
1: thank you for having me
3: yeah and yeah this this has been naked happen here uh yeah, it, it's happening here. Do the things that you can do to make sure it doesn't.
4: It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
1: This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country.